0: what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of our lives in medicine this episode features mayura current pediatric nurse and current nurse practitioner student mayura found her calling working with the critically ill children in the pediatric icu and is also furthering her education as a nurse practitioner student outside the hospital mayura is a fashionista who also competes in beauty pageants a traveler of the world pre-COVID of course, and a TikTok genius. Check out her episode to learn more about her journey through nursing. I hope you enjoy. And if you do, please share the episode with others. Also, please like us on Instagram at Our Lives in Medicine and comment on the things you enjoyed and topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. And as always, if you need some good beats to study or get some work done or just catch some good vibes, check the intro and outro and look at the show notes for the artist shout outs. Hope you enjoy. Hope you have a great day.
1: Good, you know just sitting here still kind of trying to stay in the house and not get out too much still trying to practice social distancing but it's been good
0: it's kind of tough to practice that when you have to go to work at the hospital isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah as much as I can I'll on my days off I'm like I try to stay at home but I can't avoid it completely
0: is that any different than before the virus because I know for me on my days off I stayed home anyway so
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know. I like I always like went out and hung out with friends and I I guess I didn't realize how much I was, you know, going out and traveling and stuff until this happened. So it's definitely been a little different.
0: It's definitely harder to stay home when you have to. Like when I have the option to go out and stay home, I'm like, "Ah, I'll just chill at home." But now I'm just like so sick of just chilling at home. I'm definitely ready to live again, you know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. like <laughs>
0: And where are you? Where do you Um, work? I'm
1: actually Dallas.
0: Dallas. Okay, sweet, sweet. That's a cool place. One of my good buddies from high school lives there.
1: Yeah, Dallas is a really, really...
0: All right. So you were saying you live in Dallas, you work in Dallas, um, and you are currently in nurse practitioner school, right?
1: Yeah. So I am back in school and I'll be done next year. So I have about a year left in school.
0: Okay. And before you got into NP school, what was kind of, what were you doing before?
1: So I, well, for the last three years, I've been working as a NICU nurse and I'm still working on just like part-time once a week, but um, NICU and like, this is where I've always started out, like from the very beginning when I graduated nursing school. And then about a year after I finished school, I went back and started my master's degree.
0: What made you pick the NICU? There's a lot of things you can do off of nursing. What made you pick the NICU?
1: So I actually was working as a nurse aide in the hospital when I was in nursing school, and um, I was actually in the float pool, so I got to go to all the different areas of the hospital, and one day I was floated to the NICU, and I honestly didn't know anything about the NICU at the time. Like, I didn't even think I wanted to be a NICU nurse, Um, but the day that I was sent there for work, I absolutely fell in love with it, and I just felt like that was where I needed to be. And I'm honestly so glad I made that choice because I don't see myself working in any, like, other area of the hospital.
0: Got you, got you. What is kind of a day-to-day, you know, shift for in the NICU like?
1: So the NICU is a very interesting place because it, it varies. And, you know, you can have days where you're taking care of extremely critical sick babies who have like heart defects and different disorders, needing surgeries on drips. Um, but then there's days when you're taking care of babies who are about to go home in the next couple of weeks. And we're just working on like getting them to eat because unlike normal babies, premature babies don't drink milk from a bottle like a normal baby does. It takes a lot of work and a lot of training for them to be able to do that. So most days, um, you know, I'm, I've got, I've got like two or three babies and, you know, they're just working on feedings, they're growing, we're just making sure that they're gaining weight appropriately and that they can maintain their temperatures and, um, yeah.
0: Okay. Is that, so is that kind of, those are more of the common things you see in there is kind of just maintaining their temperature, kind of just culture, um, nurturing them so they can grow and kind of catch up to the growth curve.
1: Yeah, most of it, if they're premature, most of it is just making sure that they're growing properly, they can maintain their temperature, you know, they can eat and, you know, breathe on their own. But of course, when they're born super premature, then there are other things that factor in. They may have had some type of neuro deficits or, you know, other disorders, heart defects. So sometimes that kind of adds more complications to their care. And that's what kind of extends their stay a little bit longer.
0: What is kind of the average stay time for a NICU baby?
1: Mm, It just depends on how premature they are. So if they're, so like the minimum that they can be to actually come into the NICU for us to actually try to resuscitate them and help them is at least 23 weeks. So if they're born at like 23 weeks of gestation, they're probably going to be there for at least the next four months because they were born so premature and we typically like to tell parents to expect their baby to stay there until their actual due date because that's typically how long it takes for the baby to start acting like a normal term baby.
0: Wow. Wow. So that sounds like it could be pretty tough kind of emotionally sometimes, yeah?
1: Oh yeah, and it's I can't imagine I can't imagine just like having a baby and not being able to take your baby home and You know, like it's really hard for moms because they're having to be apart from their baby. They're not able to connect with their baby on the same level that you would if your baby was at home with you. Um, Mm. And so a lot of times moms just feel so hurt and upset because they don't have control over their baby. Like everything is being told to them about how we have to take care of their baby and what we need to do for their baby. So it definitely takes a big emotional toll on the mom.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, um, that's tough. I can't imagine, like you were saying, you know, you carry this baby for however many months or weeks and then, you know, it's kind of not ripped away from you, but it's just not, it's not fully yours yet because you have to kind of let it grow and catch up. That's, that's gotta be tough. Yeah. Um, I I remember when I was shadowing in undergrad, I spent like a week in the NICU with one of the doctors back home and it was crazy. Like you said, I mean, you have these little tiny babies. I mean, they're just, they're so tiny when they're premature and they're just, you know, handheld, they're hand-sized babies. And then they're kind of just, you're, you're growing them basically. It's, it's, it's great. And then we would go to clinic later in the day and see babies who had been in there and they're full, you know, fully grown. They're little kids now running around and living normal lives. So that was pretty cool. It was good to see kind of the development. Yeah,
1: it's very, it's crazy with all the technology that we have now and all the resources we have. Like a lot of times you can't even tell someone was a premature baby years down the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's more like now you can tell the kids who are only, ch- you know, they're the only child, but you can't tell the kids who are preemies. That's, that's good. Um, let's see. So I w- I want to take a step back and just kind of get your path into nursing. Where did you do for undergrad? What was kind of your process? Did you go straight into nursing school? What was your route?
1: So I actually thought I wanted to go to med school when I originally went to college and I think a lot of that was just I didn't really research much into other healthcare careers. I knew I wanted to be in healthcare, but I kind of only knew like being a doctor. Um but once I got to college and I started volunteering at the hospital, I kind of realized that I wanted to go the nursing route because as nurses, we get to spend a lot of time at the bedside with our patients making connections with our patients like all day, working 12-hour shifts. And so about my second year of college, I decided to switch over to pre-nursing. I went to nursing school at Texas Tech University. It's in the middle of nowhere in Lubbock, Texas. It's like six hours west of Dallas. Um, So that's kind of how I kind of went on my nursing journey. And then I graduated with my bachelor's degree in nursing in 2017.
0: Okay, sweet. And then... You, I think one of the things about nursing school it's pretty nice is you can still work during it too. It sounds like,
1: yeah. So I like had this amazing job. It was it's a small town that the college I went to. It's like a college town, and so the hospital is like connected to our health sciences center, and so I they had like a position specifically for nursing students. So we could work like really flexible hours, like once a week, four hour shifts, but they would send us to different areas of the hospital. That way we got exposed to all these different parts of the hospital. We kind of networked with other nurses and nursing managers. And so it was really nice transitioning into the RN role after working there.
0: Oh, that's a pretty cool setup. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. All right. And then let's see, what about, what is kind of nursing school like? I think, what, how long is it?
1: So most traditional nursing programs are about two years long. Um, And so how nursing school is set up is, it's, it's pretty intense because you're learning so much medical knowledge in like a short period of time. And the first like two semesters, we don't do any clinical in person. Like we do clinical, sorry, but it's just not in the hospital. So like we would do simulation labs and things like that at the nursing program I went to. And so that way, the first two semesters, you're just focusing on learning the knowledge and kind of absorbing all of it before you go into practice and start working on patients.
0: Okay. And what, what are some of the classes? I, I mean, I have a understanding, a relative understanding, but I'd like even for listeners and just to fill in my own gaps. What is kind of the you know, semester to semester layout of nursing school?
1: So, the first semester, we kind of learned the basics, just fundamentals of nursing, just basic skills that you need as a nurse, like checking vital signs and how to do an assessment, how to talk to patients, um just like culturally being culturally competent when taking care of patients. So you're like really learning the basics. We do learn pharmacology our first semester, but they do that to us, so that way when we move on to actually learning the different, you know, diseases and stuff, we already know the pharmacology stuff. We already know what the medications are, and so the second semester, then we start to build on that knowledge. Um, so we learn like basic adult med surge, and then just like disease, chronic diseases like asthma and diabetes and heart diseases. And then on our third semester, then we really dive into like the critical care, and then the pediatrics and OB. And our final semester, it was interesting. We actually didn't learn anything new. We literally just had clinical all semester. So we literally just take all that knowledge and just apply it all semester long.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So you don't waste any time sitting around anymore. That's cool. You just get right out there and get to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like you're paying to work basically at that point. But after that, it's good though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: You <Yeah, laughs> don't get paid, but... <laughs>
0: It's pretty much all of med school too. We pay you know, a crazy amount of money to go to work and get yelled at. So it's cool. Once we get out of med school, yeah, at least we basically. get paid. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what about during nursing school? What were some of your favorite or least favorite classes?
1: I would say my least favorite was mental health nursing. I think it definitely takes a special kind of person to work with like mental health. And I think that the main thing I didn't like about mental health was just all the medications that they have. And Like, it's like the same five methods, but they're just used for so many different disorders. And I think that's what confused me. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they would teach us more about it, because a lot of students do end up going into pediatrics.
0: Hmm. So you said you liked peds better?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, just because I knew, like, that was kind of the area I wanted to go into, it was something I really enjoyed learning about.
0: Yeah, that makes sense given where you've been working for the last several years, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So, you, when you are in nursing school and you're looking ahead to, okay, I'm gonna graduate soon. What is the application process like to get a new job to get a job after nursing school?
1: So it's we have to apply to these new graduate nurse residency programs that hospitals have started to create and. It's really nice because this allows a lot of us to go right into, like, the specializations we want to go into. Um, In the past, a lot of people would say, like, you need to start off on, like, a general med surge floor in the hospital. But now that they've had these residencies come up, people are able to go right into the ICU, right into NICU, pediatrics, um, labor and delivery, whatever that they want. Um, so the process for that is you go to these hospitals' websites and you look up their new graduate nurse positions. Usually they just want like your resume, um, some recommendation letters. It's kinda of like you're applying to a school program again because they're asking for all these different things. Um, and then they usually will interview you and it's it's very competitive because there's a lot of nursing students applying for the same positions. So you definitely want to get on that really early.
0: Mm. So what do you do as like a nursing student to kind of stand out when you're sending out your applications?
1: I think the main thing is having like those, those connections to the people in the hospital. And that's why I like to really emphasize to people that when you're in nursing school and you're doing clinical, make sure you're networking with these nurses that you're getting precepted by. And, you know, if you're working in the hospital, you definitely want to make those connections because when you apply online, it's. So hard for these recruiters to sort out, you know, thousands of applications. So, if you already have a personal connection to somebody in the hospital, like a manager, then it's so much easier to get your resume on the top of that pile and actually get called in for an interview. Because I honestly struggled with this. I struggled to get called in for an interview. And I know that it wasn't because, like, I had a pretty decent GPA, like, I had good grades of working in the hospital, but it's just the fact that there was so many students competing for the same position. And I think that if I had like personal connections, it would have definitely helped me.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a crucial spot for a crucial point for any field. I mean, knowing someone in the field, I didn't realize this when I was young, but those connections for anything, healthcare, outside of healthcare, it's like, if you know someone and someone can vouch for you, all things, even across the board, you definitely have a better shot with that voucher. So, um, Anything else just within that? So you say you get through the screen and now you're looking, you're being looked at. What are some things in nursing school to do besides just getting good good grades?
1: I would say definitely get some type of healthcare experience actually working in the hospital. And I know know it can be hard to work while you're in school, but there's a lot of different positions that you can do that are more flexible. Even if it's not necessarily like a CNA job, you can work as like a health unit coordinator um, just so that, that you know, these employers know that you've actually worked in the hospital setting. You know what it's like to be around nurses, to connect with them, and see how they do things. Um, so I would definitely say, if you can work as like a CNA, um, definitely try to get involved with like big nursing societies or organizations because, again, that's also another way to network um, and get your foot in the door by meeting people through these organizations. There's a lot of different like nursing associations and things like that. So I would definitely do that too.
0: Okay, sweet. That's good to know anyone, you know, kind of in that route right now. That's good. Um, And what about for nurse practitioner school? What kind of what made you want to transition to that versus continuing working as a nurse?
1: So I guess whenever I did switch to nursing, I realized that like, my ultimate goal was to be an NP. I just, I knew that the path I wanted to take to become an advanced practice provider was like to work as an RN first and kind of get that experience working with patients at the bedside. And so I knew ultimately I wanted to be a nurse practitioner and I knew I wanted to do it pretty soon after I finished school. And that's why I started applying to NP school literally right after I finished nursing school. And I knew I wanted to start a year after. And so um, that's kind of how I chose to go the NP route.
0: Are you going, do you plan to continue in the NICU as an NP or do you think you're going to kind of move to a different sector of pediatrics or change up altogether?
1: Yeah, so I chose not to do the NNP, which is the neonatal nurse practitioner, because as much as I love working in the NICU as a bedside nurse, I think it's different when you're the provider, um, because our NNPs, like they have to do a lot of invasive procedures, intubations, and I just didn't see myself doing that. I typically like to take care of the babies that are more stable and about to go home, and I like to do more of like the education type of primary care type stuff. So I'm in a primary care pediatrics program. And so eventually I'll just work in a pediatrics office and be a general pediatrician.
0: Okay, got you. And for, you know, pre-nursing students or nursing students, whatever, now anyone listening, can you kind of explain maybe what the benefit of continuing on to becoming a nurse practitioner is versus being a general nurse practitioner? I mean, excuse me, practicing nursing?
1: Yeah, so as a nurse practitioner, of course, like you're providing level at a higher level of care, you get to create those plans of care, diagnose the patient, you definitely have more authority to do things. Um, And so obviously, the pay does increase. And that, that shouldn't be your sole reason for becoming a nurse practitioner. But it is definitely something to look out for that your pay, you know, especially if you're a newer nurse, I know some of our experienced nurses are like, well, my pay is going to be the same if I become a nurse practitioner. But if you're one of those nurses that's been in nursing for about, you know, under five years, I would say that your salary will definitely like double when you do become a nurse practitioner.
0: Okay, sweet. And then what's kind of the process of getting into NP school?
1: So you have to obviously have your bachelor's degree in nursing, and then most schools want you to have a 3.0 GPA. And, you know, a lot of people are worried because like their nursing school GPA isn't great, but... I would say NP schools are not they're not huge on looking at your GPA necessarily. They they value your experience because as a nurse practitioner, you're an advanced practicing nurse and so they definitely do value your nursing experience. So you definitely want to have good nursing experience, good recommendations from your employer, from your managers, and then try to, you know, do things at your workplace like try to precept new nurses, if you can become a charge nurse or like a manager I think that would definitely help you too, because that just shows that you like to take leadership because as a nurse practitioner, you are becoming a leader in the nursing side of things.
0: Okay. Got you. And then, uh, so is it kind of, is it kind of like applying to undergrad or something or is it, what, what is it when you're actually applying you, you have to do, excuse me. The question was, um, is there like a, um, standardized test you take like the, you take the NCLEX for it or anything like that?
1: So some schools do require the GRE, and that's the only standardized test that you would have to take potentially. But a lot of the schools don't require it.
0: Okay, cool. So it's mostly just it's pretty much merit. It sounds like you know what is your experience. You know, do you have good recommendations? It's not mostly focused on like a score.
1: Yeah, it's most it's not like necessarily academic heavy. Like they definitely focus on like your experience because that's kind of what you're doing. You're just building off your experience.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. So I appreciate, you know, kind of all that insight, because I, for one, definitely didn't know. And I'm sure there's other people listening who might not know. And it sounds like, you know, you have these answers pretty much ready and locked and loaded. So I saw on your page also, you do a lot of mentoring as well, right?
1: Yes, I do. What's kind Um, of some of the mentoring
0: services you offer?
1: So I actually offer like different coaching packages. So I do offer like custom advising sessions for anyone that's just confused if they are not sure if they want to go into nursing or they're not sure what types of nursing programs to apply to, um, they're confused on how to do like study well in nursing school, anything that you can literally think of. I offer like advising sessions for that. And then I also do offer help for any pre-nursing students that are actually starting to work on their nursing school application. So if they're not sure how to make their application stand out and, you know, make sure they do well in their interview. I offer like a pre-nursing student package to help them actually have like that application that stands out and coach them with interviewing and all of that. And I do offer the same thing for nurses who are about to apply to master's degrees um, in nursing for like NP school or other master's degree in nursing, like education or leadership. And um, I also do provide just like straight interview coaching too. Because I remember what it was like, you know, applying to nursing school, applying to NP schools, very stressful process. And just even the interview part of things, it can be really stressful. So I like to offer my guidance and help these different nurses and pre-nursing students so that they can be successful.
0: Awesome. That's pretty cool. It sounds like that would be something you kind of wish you had back in the day when you were on the way up, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs)
0: Interesting. What was kind of like when when you were applying? What was kind of the biggest headaches that you kind of wish that you could have had someone mentoring you along the way for?
1: You know, I think just knowing how the program is, just know getting insight on like their interview process, because I think that's what's most stressful is when you don't really know what to expect once you apply. How long they take to get back to you. Um, So I would definitely say like if I had someone to kind of tell me like okay, well, these programs typically take this long to get back to you, or, you know, just kind of knowing when you do interview, you know, how can you tell if you're going to get in or just these different things? I mean, the whole thing is so stressful.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds no different than medical school. It sounds like it's a headache and you got to do a lot of stuff to get in. It's a lot of uh, (laughs) putting a lot of pieces together in that puzzle. So that's cool that you have that, that you offer that service. Um, I think, yeah, having someone ahead of you who can tell you, hey, it's not that bad and here's why really is a huge relief. Um I didn't have that when I was applying to med school, but I've definitely had that in med school and that really helps. So that's that's a cool th- that's a cool service that you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see, if you were to let's say you on a different path, you didn't end up in nursing at all, what do you think you'd be doing instead?
1: I honestly might okay so ever since I was a little kid I wanted to be a fashion designer so I I didn't actually I didn't actually talk about this but when I went to college I was originally going to be pre-med and I was going to major in fashion designing but I I'm very bad at drawing so (laughs) I realized that when I made a B in art like this is not going to work for me like but yeah, I definitely like lo- like I love 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 like the fashion beauty industry, so I think if I wasn't doing it, I'd be doing something in
0: that. Okay. Well, at least you know now you're you don't have to be a producer of it, but you can be a consumer of it. So that's cool, you know. You can still yeah. be involved. It's probably a, you can probably enjoy it more as a consumer. I feel like if you're involved directly in the production of something like that, it probably mm-hmm. just gets old. So Oh yeah. It's kind of like, uh, like interior design. Like I love looking at interior design, but I think if that were my job, I think I would go insane. Cause everything would have to be perfect. And uh-huh. you know, every, every little picture would have to be at 90 degrees and every chair needs to be in its right place. I think I'd go insane, but I love just looking at it. So <laughs> maybe it's for the best. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So fashion. Okay, cool. That's cool. Um, and by the way, I feel like I'm just been bombarding you with questions. If at any point you have a question for me or you want to talk about something, just let me know. So I apologize oh, if yeah, I'm just,
1: no. No, just no, you're good. firing
0: off. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So what, are you about, what about your future self in nursing? You know, you're going to finish in P-school pretty soon. What about like 10 years down the line? What do you see for yourself as a practitioner?
1: So I definitely think I want to go back to school again and get my doctorate in nursing, just. I feel like eventually I do want to teach students. I feel like recently I've found this like passion for educating nurses. And I think that eventually that I want to go to the teaching side of things. I love like, obviously, I love like being in clinical and, you know, doing things with patients. Um, so I think that 10 years from now, I'll probably be still practicing as an NP, but I think I'll also be teaching. And of course, I've, I hope to grow like my my business that I've started with coaching and mentoring nurses. I really hope for that to grow because I just want to reach more and more people and be able to help more and more nurses and pre-nursing students. So um, that's kind of where I see myself going.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Now, what is, the, what is a doctorate in nursing program exactly? Like it's a, is it a PhD? Is it, what? what is it?
1: So it's actually not a PhD, you can get a PhD in nursing, but I think that's more, that's more geared towards strictly just research and teaching. I actually want to get something that's called a DNP. It's a doctorate of nursing practice. And it's, this is geared towards nurse practitioners that are actually still practicing, but they also maybe want to teach, maybe also incorporate some research into their actual clinical practice. So I think that is the path that I want to go in.
0: And how long is that program?
1: Most of the time it's two to three years. So it's definitely more schooling. Okay. But I think that, I think, I don't think I'll go back to school immediately, but I think that eventually I do want to get my DNP.
0: Okay. Now let me ask you this. You're, you know, you're a professor now, you're teaching nursing students. What's going to be your style? Are you going to be the hard ass? Are you going to be like super nice? What's going to be your teaching style?
1: Um, I don't think I would be the hardest. I think I'm very, I would want to be like that, that teacher who can be relatable and empathize with nursing students and help them understand that, you know, everyone starts somewhere. I think that when you have like an instructor who can kind of like relate to you and understand you, you just want to go to them and learn from them more. So I definitely think that would kind of be my teaching style
0: yeah for sure that's i could see that I, I definitely can't see you as the hard ass uh, not in a mean way yeah. it's just you sound you, you know it doesn't sound like your personality to be
1: that, that's like, not my personality
0: yeah exactly um i know exactly what you mean though you know because i i also eventually down the road want to teach um i think what motivated me was in undergrad i had a professor who was. Um, he was a PhD. He worked at like NIH and doing immunology research for years. And then he kind of just stepped back and he's been teaching, but his style was awesome. You know, we had class five days a week with him, but he would say Friday you're off. I don't care no matter how much we get, you know, behind or whatever Fridays are off. Cause it's just, you know, enjoy your life. And if I can't teach you everything in four days then clearly it didn't need to be taught. So I think that would kind of be my style, like teach, you know, he would teach his ass off during those four days, but the, uh, the fifth day was just a day of rest for us it was awesome so um
1: yeah yeah i love instructors like that it's so nice when you have an instructor that that understands that you have life outside of school and yeah respects that
0: the opposite of like you know i'm assuming nursing professors some of them are like this i know meds med professors they're just like you have a life what do you mean you don't do you do other stuff besides eat and breathe my topic that i'm teaching you like come on man it's yeah. tough so um. yeah, I I respect the professors who understand that, you know, there's a life outside of nursing school or med school, undergrad, whatever. And it's a, n- a life out there we want to live. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be both our styles. We'll shoot for that. So for sure. And let's see. So kind of moving away from just nursing, what about life in general? We talked on the phone, kind of, you have some pretty interesting hobbies, like uh, we'll kind of maybe talk about those for a bit.
1: Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm a multitasker. Like, I like to do a million different things. Um, so I, last year, like, up until last year, I was heavily involved in competing in pageants. And it was, it was a really, really great experience. I learned so much from it. I learned so much about, like, learning how to interview well. And just, like, being a leader in my community, I was able to um, start this program called Be a STEM Girl, which I was able to go talk to, like, schools with, like, low-income students and try to empower these girls to go into STEM fields. Um, but aside from that, I also love traveling. Like, travel is my favorite thing to do. And I think it took quarantine for me to realize how much I was traveling until now.
0: Yeah. What uh, What are some of your favorite places to travel?
1: I love going to, like, beach Locations like I'm very much of a beach person, I like to go to the warm weather. So, like, um, I've been to like Cosmo almost three times now, (laughs) Cosmo, Mexico. Oh, sweet! Um, But yeah, like, yeah, Mexico, Bahamas, I like any type of island type vibe place to go to.
0: Okay, and let's say you know the world's open back up and everything, and you have infinite money. What would be your first three places you would visit?
1: Oh my gosh, okay, I think I would go to the Maldives um bora bora and greece
0: (laughs) oh wow you really are on that like bright sun like just unbelievably beautiful beach vibe huh
1: yes yeah i love going to places like that because you just you don't see places like that on a regular basis and so when you go to those places you're just like wow like you're just stunned and it just calms your mind like you're just so at peace
0: yeah you know there was a um there was an article I read recently. It was called um, The Physiological Effects of Awe in Nature. And it was basically talking about when you go somewhere like, you know, the top of a mountain or a beautiful beach, and you're just kind of in awe at the nature around you, the, the physiological effects of it. It actually is good for your immune system. It like uh, it boosts your insulin sensitivity. I mean, it was a crazy. They did this really intricate physiological response study to just like being around beautiful nature and so it's, it's good for you so maybe you should travel you know it's good for you
1: <laughs> yeah no it definitely I mean I definitely I'm like whenever I travel I feel so good like I definitely think it does you some sort of good effect on your mental health and well-being
0: and plus you're in a pretty cool spot anyway so you can just take a mini vacation within the city and pick somewhere cool in Dallas you know
1: yeah I mean Texas is like in the middle of everything so I feel like it's not like too far away to go to different places
0: yeah for sure it's literally i mean it's probably the best place to be in the middle because it's not you know the 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 states up north from you aren't as you know vibrant maybe necessarily according to others but it's still like in the middle so you have everything you have good climate you have you know everything right there that's pretty sweet yeah Um, i wanted to ask you too you saw what what kind of pageants exactly what um was it
1: So I competed for the Miss, like the Miss USA system. So I competed at Miss Texas USA. Um, I competed like there's also like little like local pageants that you have to do and win those in order to get to the level where you win Miss Texas and then win Miss USA. Um, I also did the Miss Grand International Pageant System. It's also a big international pageant. And I competed for Miss Grand United States. And that was actually last August. But I've been doing this since I was like 16. So it's been really, it's been a really good experience. Like, I'm glad I did it.
0: And that's cool that you said those kind of helped your interview skills as well. You know, communication and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I don't think people realize like how good of a communicator you have to be when you win these titles. Because a lot of these girls, when they win, they're doing a lot of press interviews and they're in the media. They need to be able to answer questions you know, in a proper manner. So I'm really glad I learned those interview skills through do, through doing that.
0: Yeah, I would have never known that until you told me. I mean, it just shows it's nice to kind of get things explained in a better way, because I would have never known that, you know, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And what about the Be a STEM Girl program? Kind of what do you what's kind of the involvement with that? What do you do to reach out to these young young girls?
1: So I would typically, like, reach out to organizations or um, go to, like, schools in the Dallas ISD area. Um, and I would go kind of have these talks where I would talk to them about different ways to get into STEM. And really encourage A lot of these girls come from backgrounds where they feel like they don't have the means to go to college or pay for college. And a lot of times that's what kind of discourages them from getting onto that path to eventually go to college, get their degree, or even graduate high school. And I think it's it was really nice to kind of show them that, you know, even if like growing up, I was so bad at math. It's crazy. And I, I like to share that story with them because a lot of people will be like, oh my God, like you have to be good at math or science to go into these different areas of healthcare. And I really struggled with math. Like I was in remedial math for so long. And so I would kind of share these stories with them and show them like, you know, even if you face challenges, you can overcome those challenges and you really can become whatever you choose to be if you put your mind to it, you know, work hard.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a, it's such a good point because, you know, even in you might have had the same thing like in undergrad i know for me i'd get like a bad grade in like a bio exam and i'm like oh my god if i didn't get an a plus in bio there's no way i'm going to make it in medical school but it just doesn't that's not how it goes it's not what that this doesn't mean the same thing yeah um, i talked to a pharmacy student recently and he was saying that he hates chemistry and i'm like wait how can you be a pharmacist and hate chemistry he's like this this, this <laughs> they have nothing to do with each other it's like the the, the pure you know chemistry 101 yeah. versus the pharmaceutical chemistry is so different that you don't even have it's to totally understand basic so yeah it's cool so that's a really cool you get to reach yeah. out and show them and stem that's science technology engineering mathematics right
1: yeah so it's kind of like trying to empower these girls to kind of get into these different because i mean there's so many stem careers and i feel like i don't even fully know all the different STEM careers that are out there and just like trying to show them that things that the other thing I tried to show them like through this program was the things that they like to do in their everyday life might actually be a career that they don't even know about. So like, you know, if they're, if they have a very artistic creative side, I mean, they can do so many different things with that. They could literally do graphic design. They could design like thing, you know, devices for like medical companies. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a personality, you can be a pharmaceutical rep or you can do, you know, uh, Man, is you know with those four fields. I mean, there's so much you can do: science, tech, engineering, oh, yeah. and mathematics. I mean, um, and only one of those requires you being good at mathematics necessarily. So you know.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's a really cool program. I think that's uh, it's nice because I think there's never a there's never too much of there's never too much you can do to kind of empower young people in general, but yeah, definitely young women. Um, yeah. It's, it's nice to kind of break that mold that we have in society of you know young women need to to be a certain way. I think it's nice to have someone in your position who can show them that you don't have to be fit the mold. There's nothing wrong with the mold, but the mold should also include being you know an empowered woman as well. So yeah. that's cool.
1: And I th- I think it's so important to expose them like from a young age because that's the thing is like I feel like growing up I didn't realize like you could have so many different skills to get into these really great positions and. I feel like in school, they just stress like, oh, just being good at these basic classes like science and math. But, you know, you don't realize like you you can have all these different skills and be perfect for the position.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, now, let me ask you another question, not as uh, not as serious, but more on the funny side. I I see that you're like a TikTok genius also. How's that been going for you? <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! I like I feel like TikTok is so much harder than it looks, <laughs> and I'm like these like little high schoolers that have been doing TikToks. I mean, it's hard. Like I've definitely spent like at least an hour trying to make one good TikTok, and <laughs> I, I feel like I'm still learning. These TikTok dances are so hard.
0: Yeah, I'm good on those, man. I, 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 that's another thing. I can be a consumer, but not a producer on. So <laughs> that's another thing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I've been doing, I've been learning dance since I was a kid, but these TikTok dances are hard. Like I, it takes me uh, like a good hour to learn it. (laughs)
0: That's tough. That's tough. So yeah, well, that's fun though. At least you get to uh, hone your skills elsewhere. I think I've heard, I've heard dancing is another thing that can fight off like, you know, mental fatigue and things like that. So that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Let's see. So anything else in particular you want to talk about or anything you wanted to ask me?
1: Um, you know, I just wanna say that if anyone who's listening to this is I guess just like doubting themselves and not sure if they can go into nursing or, you know, becoming a doctor, any healthcare field, just don't doubt yourself. I think that if you, you know, have that vision, you can definitely get there. There's ways to overcome different challenges and just don't give up because everyone can get to that success that they envision. So that's my two cents. <laughs>
0: Sweet. No, absolutely. I think that's a good point. Uh, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. That's the biggest thing. You know, if you decide you don't want to do it, that's one thing. But don't let someone else tell you. I hate when people do that. They say, you know,
1: oh yeah.
0: you can't, you can't do this because of whatever. It's like, they don't know your drive. They don't know who you are. And so definitely exactly. respect that. So, yeah. you know, to kind of wrap up, I usually ask um, four questions. And so I'll, I'll ask you those and then, you know, we'll get you out of here if that's cool.
1: Okay. Yeah, perfect.
0: All right, so the first one is, has practicing as a nurse been what you expected?
1: It's not, but in, in not a bad way. I think that it's definitely there's, there's, there's challenges, but there's so many rewarding experiences. And I don't think I knew exactly what nursing was going to be like until I actually became a nurse. But, I mean, it's, it's been great. I think it's been such a good experience.
0: Okay, sweet. That's good. And then what are keys to success in nursing, in your opinion?
1: I think just having that passion to actually take care of your patients because it's a challenging job and you, you will get burnt out, but if you are passionate about these patients and you love the place that you're working, like you will be a successful nurse. You will be a happy nurse and you will absolutely love caring for your patients.
0: Okay. Awesome. I like that a lot. And then you, you know, now you're out of nursing school, you've been practicing, you're almost done with NP school as well. What would be some advice to those on the way, you know, behind you? And so pre-nursing or even current nursing students or even practicing nurses right now, what's your advice to them?
1: Just, like, envision that goal because I remember, like, five, and I made a post about this the other day, but just, like, five years ago, I had just completed my CNA certification I was like, maybe like 15% of the way to becoming an MP. And now I'm here and I'm about to graduate in a year. So, you know, just work hard. And if you have that vision, you have that goal, like you can do it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, sweet. And then the last question is, if you woke up tomorrow and you were 10 years old and you had to do it all over again to get back where you are right now, would you do it all over again?
1: I definitely would. I mean, I feel like every experience that I've had has led me to the place that I am today. So, you know, if I had to do it all over, I mean, I think that would be great to just experience all of this again and relive the different things that led me to getting to this point.
0: Sweet. That's awesome. That's good. I like that. Well, uh that's pretty much it I guess. We I mean we covered a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of good information in the yeah. beginning about the you know nursing field and you're my first uh representative from as a nurse. I had a nurse practitioner on last season but you're my first nursing representative so that's cool. I appreciate your time. Oh and,
1: awesome. Thank yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. And sorry about we both had some technical difficulties but we got <laughs> through it so I'm I'm glad
1: Yeah, I know. There's always technical difficulties. (laughs) There's
0: always always some headache, you know? It always has how it goes. Yeah. So, so perfect. Well, Mayura, thank you so much. And uh, I'll let you know once everything's edited and ready to publish, and we'll uh, we'll go from there.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: All right. Have a good one. Thanks again.
1: You too. Uh Uh-huh. Bye.
0: Bye. All right. That was Nurse Mayura, current... Nick, you nurse and future nurse practitioner practicing in pediatrics. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the episode. To those in the game and those on their way up, keep grinding and don't let anyone take your dream away from you.